Welcome to All the Gear But No Idea, the South Australian fishing podcast hosted by Rody and Diz. The boys will share their tall tales of the one that got away, as well as some regular segments they know all you fishing tragics will enjoy. Tracy for the uh, kind introduction and welcome to All the Gear But No Idea, the South Australian Fishing Podcast. We are very glad to be here and going live for the second day of the boat show. Diz? Yes, good to be here, Rody. Um, fantastic as always and uh, yeah, really glad today to be joined by Ned McHenry. How are you going, mate? Going well, boys. Thanks for having me here. It's a good boat show. There's plenty of people here, so... Certainly is, and we've dragged Ned away from the North Bank and Christie's Marine team for the day. You helping out? Yeah, they're understaffed. I thought I just had to pop in there, but I've actually been in there all day trying to sell boats, so it's <laughs> been a bit of a change, but um, yeah, it's been good. So if you are looking for a, uh, a new boat, go down and see Ned and he'll sort you out. Yeah, I can sort you out. I obviously, I own a North Bank, so I've got a North Bank 6 metre, and I'm really passionate about them. They're South Australian built, so yeah, they're a really good boat. Is or, that what's happening at the end of the footy career, mate? Are you going to start selling boats, or...? Just yeah. be concentrating on fishing. See how I go. All the boys in the shop say they're busy and they're working. They don't get too much time to fish. So I've got to work out a way to, to still work and still be able to get out in the water every second get day. Get the best of both worlds. <laughs> all right, Ned, we're going to get into our five questions. So we ask these of all our guests on the podcast. Uh, and we're going to start off with telling us about your best fish. Uh, my best fish... Uh, recently, about four or five weeks ago, we released a, a 75 kilo tuna, roughly. We obviously didn't weigh it, but it was about 80k into the Bass Strait, so that was a, a, the, the biggest tuna I've got in, in my boat so far, and I've caught marlin when I was young up north and stuff, so um, yeah, they're probably the highlights. Jeez, that's a good fish, mate. That's an excellent fish. We were not long ago down at Port Mac chasing a barrel and didn't have any joys so that would have been a real thrill mate mate they're, yeah they're really tough aren't they? we did two days where we didn't see a fish or didn't hook up a fish a few boats did and um yeah out on the third day we hooked two fish lost one after about 40 minutes and ended up yeah getting one in in boat side and releasing that which was about 70 75 kilos so there's a few that are a lot bigger down there but it was good to get one sounds like it was a uh, well-deserved catch after two days of trawling around absolutely and we were pretty wide offshore too in the bass Strait, so they were big days and big kilometers on the water um obviously there's a bit of swell down there too so yeah it made us earn it but made it worth it so yeah. fantastic mate well tell us all your favorite thing about fishing my favorite thing about fishing i suppose yeah well, working in footy and just growing up it's just been my passion and my happy place um yeah there's just the stresses of everything are kind of release when you get to go out in the water and you're just in the moment you're off your phone you're constantly thinking out there and yeah it's just a good place just to be to be happy and mindful i suppose yeah exactly right and that's a common common sort of response from lots of our guests i think everyone feels the same all right tell us about your first fishing memory or what got you into it uh, my first fishing memory had a dam on the property I grew up in. So we used to just catch redfin and stuff in that dam. And then as I kind of grew up a little bit, I worked on charter boats up in, up in Cairns and Port Douglas. I would catch coral trout, marlin, Spanish mackerel, all that kind of stuff. So that, you know, up there, it's a whole different world. I love the Great Barrier Reef. So that kind of set my passion for fishing. And ever since then, I've just done it flat out. We've just got back from Port Douglas and we went out with uh, Exceed that I think you put us onto a couple of years ago. Yeah. Great fun. Yeah, they're a good charter operator up there. Um, yeah, they seem to do pretty well. Yeah, so. they were good. Fantastic, Ned. You've obviously done a lot of fishing over your journey. So tell us what your favourite sort of fishing is and why these days. 
Well, these days, yeah, I'm in South Australia. So obviously that summer run of tuna is really exciting down to Victor Harbour. I yeah. get down there a lot and, and take the boys from the club and stuff to go and catch their first tuna, which I really enjoy doing. And then as well, the whiting fishing over winter, I've been doing that a lot. And yeah, I'm keen to explore kind of the, the back of KI and start doing a bit more bottom fishing there. And I haven't got a Samson fish yet in my boat, so I'm keen to try and get a big Sambo in. in. Yep, no, that'd be, uh, that'd be a good one to chase. Uh, all right, Ned, tell us about a funny fishing story. Uh, well, we've already told this one. Yeah, tell it again. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I've only really got one fishing story that's kind of funny, but we're at Victor Harbour and I was out with a mate and he's got a big Hanes with twin hulls. And long story short, he essentially put the fuel in one of the rod holders, not the actual fuel tank. So it ended up probably spilling like 500 or 600 litres of fuel on the Victor Harbour petrol station. We had like the fire truck had to come, the people from the council, like it was a complete disaster. Um, but yeah, it was like $600 worth of fuel on the, on the ground of the petrol station. I was going to say, pretty mate, dangerous. these days you need to take out a loan to buy that much. Yeah, we had to refinance, <laughs> refinance the house. All right, Ned, thanks for that. So there are our five questions we ask all our guests. Now we're going to move on to the boat show a bit more specifically. First off, can you tell us all about your North Bank boat? Yeah, so I have a six metre North Bank um, with a 150 Mercury four stroke and an alloy easy tow trailer. I've got Garmin Electronics in that, so a XSV 8410 and a 1kW through hole transducer. Um, and apart from that, yeah, it's all just all pretty standard. It's a really good boat. I, I love my fishing, as I said, and we get a structured day off during the season, so that's usually a Wednesday. So I try and get out regardless of what the weather is. So I, I wanted a half cabin, which yeah. gave me a bit of protection, and I wanted a, a really safe boat, um, a fiberglass boat with high kind of freeboard, so it was really safe and I could go out whenever I wanted. And yeah, so far I've done some big trips, like been out about 80k offshore and Go to Sanders Bank a lot and stuff. So, yeah, it's just a really good, safe boat. Epic, mate. And the boys down at Christie's Beach Marine, they sorted you out? Yeah, they're good fellas down there. I, I pester them a fair bit. Um, I go down there and look at all the new North Banks and stuff coming out and just ask annoying questions and, and, and distract them from work. So, yeah, they're all really good blokes. And do, I do all my servicing down there too. Matty from the service team does an unbelievable job. Like, if you're going to get your boat serviced, and especially if you've got a Mercury, I reckon they're the ones to do it too. That's the problem with the boat. As soon as you've got one, you're always looking for the next bigger and better yeah. one, aren't you? That's the problem. I've had my eye on a 650 hardtop, but I've just had to relax. And they're pretty expensive these yeah. days. You know, not just North Banks, but any boat. So, yeah, see how I go. There's nothing I can do, can't do in a six metre that I'm not doing. So, yeah. Absolutely, mate. And great opportunity with the fishing show for anybody to go and do a bit of window shopping and check out all the different boats and that sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, the boat show is awesome. I've been really surprised at just the levels of stock that are here. I know a lot, of, yeah. a lot of people have had trouble kind of getting stock recently and getting people their products. So to be able to have so much stuff to be able to walk around and see, I think it's been awesome. All right, Ned. Now, it's obviously uh, the off-season for the footy, which means it's your uh, peak fishing season, I imagine. Yes, you I'm, tell in, us what I'm in season You're now, in season, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell us what you've been up to? I think you got over to KI, is that right? Yeah, I've just been doing a lot of whiting fishing recently. I went, went kind of over to KI, KI Way, sorry, KI Way, and I fished Tunkanilla a lot in between Victoria Harbour and Cape Jervis. Um, I went across the peninsula to Edithburg the other day and got some whiting and stuff. So, yeah, just busy whiting fishing, to be honest. I'm going to wait for the water to kind of warm up a bit and then start to do some bottom fishing too. And I've seen some massive whiting being caught this season, the last couple of weeks. Have you got any big ones lately? Yeah, I've got heaps of 50-plus centimetre whiting recently, which is pretty cool being a Victorian. We don't usually yeah. see whiting that big over there. So, um, yeah, heaps of, heaps of big whiting. I was also in Arno Bay the other day filming with Channel 7. So um, we got some good fish there. So that was good. 
Geez, I reckon Arno Bay will be looking forward to the snapper season, hopefully opening in January. Yeah, well, you boys would probably be more across that. I know you had you had a Persa expert recently on the podcast, so that was good to listen to, but um, I can't quite remember. Was it her and, name? Uh, Andrew Harris we had on oh, during the week. Yeah, I know yeah. you had Harry on, yeah, yeah, recently. Yeah, so Harry's probably all over that more than I am, but I just hope they find a way to get that fishery to recover to once it was, you know, whatever it once was, because it's just so important to South Australia. It'd be very interesting what happens, but I think there is a bit of sort of growing confidence that we might get at least something up in January. So I don't think it'll be as many as what it once was, but it'd be good to be able to target at least a couple. Yeah, and anecdotally, I spoke to Fuzz, who, who does a fishing charter over there in Arno Bay, and he's a really experienced operator, and he just says the levels of snapper there clearly, to him as an experienced operator, have declined pretty rapidly. So he feels like the ban being put was, was important, but now I suppose how to reintroduce the, the fishing there and make it you know, positive for everyone, recreational anglers and, uh, and so forth. Absolutely, mate. And now we're, uh, we're all eagerly awaiting the up-and-coming tuna season. So you'll be keen to get out there once they start running? Yeah, I love the tuna season. It's just so much fun and they're, just, they're easy to catch and you can take people out. And, yeah, it's really good. So that's summer run of fish, hopefully around Christmas time. We should, should get out there and start to hopefully see a few January and stuff. So, yeah, I'll be out there for sure. And you're a popular man at the club. When you catch a big tuna, do you take a few steaks in for everyone, a bit of sashimi? Yeah, we've done that a few times. We had, we had a chef come in and, and do some sashimi for the boys at the club, and a few of those country blokes didn't know what sashimi was. They <laughs> hit, them, hit them for six. So, yeah, it was good. I try and bring some fish in for the boys and as well take people out fishing. I think that's important. A lot of the blokes haven't really been out, and to them catching a tuna is really exciting. So, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, just those days on the water when there's all that action, birds, dolphins, everything happening, it's a good day out on the water regardless. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, I've been so impressed coming over and... Probably my first year when I came over, I didn't really understand the timings and stuff, so it took me a while to get used to everything. But then once, once you get your bearings down there, they're pretty easy to catch, and there's so many fish, so much life, and, um, yeah, I've really, really enjoyed it. It's certainly a very healthy fishery down there at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And talking to South Australians, it sounds like recently, you know, they weren't even there, so they've just started kind of coming back in. Or And there's more boats year on year. Every year there seems to be, like, the boat ramp's busier, yeah. there's more fish, so it's certainly been uh, really good the last three or four years, hasn't it? Absolutely. There's so many people down. And the early morning, I've, I've found, if you kind of launch at, like, 11 o'clock in the morning, a lot of people are starting to come back in, and then you get the whole arvo. So that's what I've found works really well for me is going a little bit later, avoiding that queue and chaos in the morning and then being able to fish the whole afternoon. We've seen you a couple of times when we've been taking our boat out and you've been putting yours in and we've thought we should have just done what he did and had a sleep in. Yeah, <laughs> the sleep in's good and you just, everyone's so angsty in the morning. So yeah. as I say, I usually just wait and then you fish right through to kind of dark and yeah, I find I still, still manage to catch a few fish and it's a lot easier. Fantastic, mate. And you touched on your fishing during the season. So you try and get out once a week on your structured day off. That's always a welcome day, I suppose, between all the hard work of training and everything else. Yeah, obviously training's pretty solid and physical. And then in season, you've got the stresses of, you know, playing and performing and you're, you're traveling a lot and stuff. So just being able to go out in the boat and relax and have my own time and do what I love, I think it's really important. And yeah, I find it works for me, so. Yeah. And when you take the boys out, who's, uh, who's the pick of the fishermen? Uh, none of them. Apart from yourself. They're all <laughs> honestly useless, like every single one of them. but. Ranking them in slightly less useless, you'd have a Geordie Dawson. He's good. Yep. He's, a, he's a road boy, so yep. he's, he's got his bearings. And Riley O'Brien's actually not too bad. He was shocking at the start, but now he's gotten, gotten a little bit better. So yeah, they're and, all pretty useless, to be honest. And what about the other end of the scale? Who's the absolute worst? Oh, or just all of them. Like, <laughs> they've all just got the worst sea legs ever. It's like taking out a bunch. Like, they can all you know, perform. Some of the good footballers, like Laity or whoever, but as soon as you put them on water, they're just absolutely useless. So they're a pain in the ass, to be honest. Excellent, Ned. Well, thank you very much for coming on the stage 
with us today. We really appreciate your time and taking the time out of uh, clearly being busy over at the North Bank stand with the boys there and coming having a yarn with us. Nah, thanks boys. Yeah, I love the podcast and it's great what you guys are doing for, you know, media and content in fishing in South Australia, promoting it. So, no, I'm happy to be a part of it. Beautiful, Ned. Thanks Fantastic. a lot for your time, mate. Thank you, mate. Dears, very good to have Ned on the show. He's a good friend of the show. We have had him on before and uh, he always looks after us and uh, he's a real keen fisherman too. Yes, he is. He's very generous with his time with us, which has been great. We've had a couple of footballers on. Rody, you've had uh, Tommy Jonas on the show with us. Hamish Hartlett Hamish came Hartlett. on. So we try and get a guest every week. And um, yeah, good to have a chat with people who are just all about fishing in Adelaide. And we actually spoke to Tommy Jonas yesterday, didn't we, Diz? He's been yeah. over on the uh, West Coast. Yeah, he's been cleaning up. He usually does that sort of thing in his off-season as well and gets away and explores the state. And he's uh, yeah, pretty handy. He doesn't mind fishing himself. And I don't know if you saw that message, but he got a nice blue groper. Yes, he did. A very good blue groper. Um, and a mix of some nice nannies in there as well, I think. Yeah, so good trip out for Tommy. So good to have the footy boys involved in the podcast. Absolutely. Rody, tell everyone where they can find our episodes. We're up to episode 60-something. 60 67, we're up to, Diz. So for anyone that hasn't listened, you've got a bit of listening, a bit of catching up to do. <laughs> so they come out every fortnight and they go on to sort of Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can get them sort of wherever you get your podcasts from. And Diz also, we're on the Facebook yep. and Instagram. Yep, you can't miss us. Rody's head of social media, so that's uh, always good. He's very diligent with his posts and everything, so it's good. Yes, it is. Now, uh, we also want to give a plug to the Caps and Beanies over at Savage Tackle. Yes, absolutely. So around the corner there, Simon from Savage Tackle's helping us out and uh, stocking all our gear, which is great. And, yeah, Simon. really good stuff from Simon. Yeah, absolutely. Simon does a great job with all his tackles. So make sure you get down in the fishing alley and check out all that stuff down there. There's plenty of things to see and do here today so get around it and that's good and we also want to give a shout out we had a couple of guests on yesterday so we had dan from the just over here from how's your tackle so he's selling some great great prices and some real good show specials just down the road here absolutely and tracy's been doing a fantastic job organizing everything i think there's a raffle raffle happening over at the just a girl tent so get over there and get yourself a raffle ticket if you can and support their cause so that's good and tomorrow, dears, we've got a fella called Caleb Murray coming on. He's a blind man, and he goes out fishing and does exceptionally well. Yes. Catches a lot more fish than you. <laughs> yes, he And does. He, uh, he documents you, it all mate. on his YouTube channel called Fishing in the Dark. Yeah, Fishing in the Dark. That's so we've it. had him on before as well, and he's a really in, in, like, he's inspiring, and it's pretty amazing some of the ways he overcomes difficulties and some of his sort of strategies to keep him fishing and keep him safe. Yeah, and he absolutely loves it. He was having not a single bar of coming on the show on Friday, was he? He was, he was fishing. Yeah, we did. We tried to get him on Friday, and he said, no, nah, I've got my priorities, I'm and I'm busy. going fishing. So uh, that one will be going up on the podcast later yep. in the week, Diz, as well. So if you're here today and you want to listen to Caleb, he'll be, uh, he'll be coming on tomorrow, and that'll go up on the website as well. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming along today and listening to us talk a bit of... Uh, Rubbish for half an hour and catch and up with Ned, so it's good. A big thanks to Ned and also the Christie's Beach Marine team for giving him a half an hour lunch break to come and have a chat on the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. All right, All right, thanks, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Rody and Diz hope you enjoyed today's episode of All the Gear But No Idea. Keep up to date by liking and sharing us on Facebook and Instagram, and you can subscribe on all the major podcast platforms. Until next time, good.
good luck fishing. 